Welcome to Great Points, financial insights for improving your relationship with money. I'm Matt Schroeder, certified financial planner and director of financial planning at Great Point Wealth Advisors, a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in Boston and Danvers, Massachusetts. Today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about creating a fun account. And uh, for some, this is you know your only account. You you tend to enjoy yourself and have no trouble spending your money, but uh, a lot of the people that we talk to and probably other financial advisors interact with are people that tend to be more worried about the future. They tend to be planning oriented. They tend to be a little bit more focused on um, you know what uh, you know saving and, and and making sure they've got enough for the future. So it's not uncommon that when we work with individuals in these se- segments that they are not great at spending money. Um, so we're going to talk through a couple of examples today uh, of clients' situations that I've seen. And if you are the kids or grandkids of these people, you might resonate with the, uh, these stories um, and try to give you a couple ideas or tips that might help you uh, enjoy all that you've worked hard for and you know maybe build some systems or habits that could you know kind of encourage you to, to use your money now as opposed to later. So um, Picture, picture this, or think about a person that you know that might you in your life that might match this description. Um, is there an individual in your life that you know that probably has enough money where they could splurge on things, but that same person is always nervous about money? They're always nervous about not having enough or running out or, you know, what things cost, you know, and for example, you know, it could be the individual who doesn't, you know, gets the chicken sandwich versus the the lobster roll because the extra $18 price point. Um, but they might have a couple million dollars in the bank. So, you know, that $18 isn't going to make or break their financial future, but it's just, it's been ingrained in them that, you know, hey, chicken, lobster, it's all the same. I get fed. If I can save $18, I'll save $18. So um, that's the type of person I want you to envision. And if you are that person, you know, you can listen uh, and maybe create one or two of these habits so that you, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're making the most of your money. Um, and so the first person we're going to talk about is someone who's, let's say they're 62 years old. Uh, they're still working. They work hard. They like what they do. They enjoy going to work every day. They can't imagine doing anything else. Um, and they're, they're good at savings. So they're maxing out their 401k. You know, they're, they're putting money aside in the bank. Um, there's, uh, they're kind of trying to, you're capturing all the extra money. Um, their kids are out of college or out of school or out of the house. So they're kind of off the payroll. Um, their house is paid off or they have a very small mortgage. So uh, they're not buried in debts or dealing with, you know, a lot of uh, housing costs. And, you know, they've, they've probably accumulated north of a million dollars in savings for retirement, where, which unless you're that person, you probably would never know how much they have saved for retirement. But, you know, the type of individual that's been putting away 10 or 15% of their salary for 30 or 40 years is most likely going to have a good chunk of change saved up for retirement. So all the habits that got this person to where they are with a house with little to no debt, a lot of money in savings, a good job, you know, disciplined work ethic, all these habits have rewarded them uh, for to get to this point. But when we talk about kind of that next stage, it's hard for them to uh, to you know say, well, now I'm just going to blow it. I'm going to spend it. And you know, we talk about the ideas of flying first class or taking trips. And you know, it's not always the easiest discussion to just say, well, now I'm just going to start spending my money because, as we talked a couple episodes ago, that transition point from accumulation to spending and distribution is 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 scary. Uh, you know, you've gotten a paycheck for forty some odd years of your life. 
you always have money coming in and now I'm just relying on my money to make money and then I'm going to start to spend it. And what happens if the markets go down and all that type of stuff. So um, this is a very challenging situation, although it's a good problem to have. You've got enough money. It's kind of changing your mindset about uh, money. And this is where the idea of a fun account can come into place. So a very simple strategy is uh, if you basically um, put, let's say, $25,000 in an account in your bank at the beginning of the year. So you're the 62-year-old individual and you live your life um, you know, as is. Money comes in, you pay your bills, maybe you stuff some money in various places, but this $25,000 uh, has to be empty by the end of the year. And so this is basically your fun account. So you basically put a, put a chunk of money in there, $25,000, which $25,000 is not going to change your life if you were to lose it or if it were to go away. You're still working, you're still saving, whatever it may be. Um, but this $25,000, the goal is to have it go to zero by the end of the year. And if you can't think of something to spend it on, you're not willing to kind of splurge on the extra plane tickets, or you're not going to go to that extra group of concerts or take that extra vacation. Um, a fun little challenge is if you don't, at the end of the year, you got to give that money to your kids or to charity or somebody else. And uh, as much as we love our kids and we love charities, um, people don't like giving money away all the time. So, and I know this is kind of a game you're playing with yourself and you don't have to do it. You don't have to give it to charity or give it away and you don't have to spend it. Um, but it, it's like I said, this is a thought exercise, maybe even impractical exercise, whereas you're, 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 teaching yourself how to enjoy your money and, and realizing that even if I spent a little bit extra, my other dollars I've saved and my pension, my social security, that's all going to, it's all going to keep me afloat and I've got enough. I can afford to do these extra things. Because um, once again, a lot of times people say, well, we'll take a trip every other year or every third year. And I'll say, well, why don't you just take a trip every year? And I'll hear, wow, we can't do that. Now that's, we're not going to, we're not those types of people, but you know, for people that, you know, kind of accumulating wealth, this is a, a first generation issue. They've, they've have no one, no, no one else in their family has ever been in this position. They have no one that has learned from them. They're kind of having to do this all their, their themselves the first time. These are some little tricks that you can start to employ that, you know, might just get you thinking about it. And it might take you three years to work through this exercise. And maybe you start with only $2,000 in that, that splurge account and maybe you build on it from there. Um, but it's something that can, can work you through it. Um, the second uh, type of individual is this person is now they're 74. All right. They're retired. So they are um, they're no longer working. There's no longer money coming in. They have retired for a couple of years and they've got used to, you know, their pension comes in or Social Security and, and they have money saved in their retirement accounts. And they're of the age where they have to start taking uh, their required minimum distributions. So for people listening that aren't familiar with what that term is. When you put money in your 401k or IRA, you don't have to touch it until this age, which is 73 right this year, and it's going to go to 74 and eventually 75. But at that age, you're required to start taking money out of your 401k IRA accounts and report it to the IRS as taxable income. The IRS doesn't care if you take the net money after they get their taxes and put it back in the bank or do something with it, um, but it, it, you have to pay taxes on it. So for the individual that you know saved a million dollars in their 401k and they're 74 years old, that required minimum distribution is about $40,000 a year. So it's not uncommon for me to meet clients that are 74 years old, they've got a pension, they've got social securities, and they're kind of 
just living on that. You know, they're not really wanting for a lot more. So when we, we get to this point where they have to start taking this requirement on distribution, we have to take it. And then they'll say, well, we don't, we need it. We'll just reinvest it. We'll save it somewhere else, um, which is fine. You don't have to spend it. But, you know, typically if you're taking 4% off the account and you, you have it invested over a long period of time, it's probably earning more than the 4%. So over time, you're taking 4% out, but the account balance just keeps getting a little bit bigger and bigger. Um, so if you know somebody who's like that, they take their RMDs and they just kind of put it back in the bank or they, you know, they buy a CD, this is another area to kind of have this thought exercise and say, you know what, let's make that our splurge account. So if we, if we're, if we don't need our RMDs and they're coming to us, what can we do with them? And for some, you know, they can't imagine just going on more trips themselves, but you know what? Uh, let's take a family vacation. Let's take the grandkids here or there. Let's rent a house on the lake. Let's you know, buy a toy that everyone can enjoy or something like that. Um, and knowing that even if that requirement distribution amount was spent on something that you might call frivolous, um, it's not going to hurt your financial plan. You're still going to have enough for retirement. You're probably still going to outlive your, your money's probably going to outlive you so that that money could be invested in experiences or, or things um and you can use that same game that if at the end of the year you took that requirement was minimum distribution and you couldn't creatively think of something to spend it on you have to give it to your kids or give it to your favorite charity or whatever it may be so um you know trying to you know and like i said these are good problems these are individuals that you know most people that are reaching out to financial planners have, have done some wealth accumulation. So there's some wealth to plan for. Not everyone is in this, is lucky, fortunate enough to be in this situation. But, um, you know, what I'm seeing is there's a lot of clients that are, their money is outliving them. And then their kids are the beneficiaries of those dollars, which once again, is not a bad thing. Um, but there may be some opportunities to enjoy that money along the way and create you know, experiences, memories, legacies, uh, things that might, um, you know, mean more today than inheriting money, you know, 15, 20, 30 years down the road. So um, those are the ones I see the most clients that are in nearing retirement in retirement, and just aren't spending all their money that all you know, they're, they're comfortable enough, that they don't have to spend it all, but they also are uncomfortable by spending what they can afford to spend. Um, the other end of the spectrum, let's say you're 25, you're listening to this podcast, and maybe the first two people I talked about were either parents or grandparents. You're like, oh man, I, I want to go tell Nana how to spend more money and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to challenge her that if she can't spend it, she's got to give it to me. Um, but you're 25 and say, well, all I want to do is have fun. Why do I, I don't want to save my money. I want to go to concerts. I want to, you know, uh, you know, keep doing things. And now is the time I'm young. I've got, you know, energy, uh, you know, all this thing I want to do. Um, but more importantly, this is probably the most important time for you to uh, forego on some fun, because if you can build some discipline saving strategies and leverage compounding interest and all the things we talk about in all these other episodes, um, your future life is going to be amazing. So for you, it's almost like saying, well, I'm good at spending money. I have to budget how much I spend on fun. And for this uh, demographic, it's really about creating a, a fun account that has a cap. So it's not unlimited fun, but you know, if you're earning bonuses, if you, so if you can get your living expenses paid for by your base paycheck, so let's say your 40 hour a week job covers all your expenses, and then you get a bonus at the end of the year, maybe 10 or 20 or 30% of that bonus goes into your fun account. And that's how much you kind of budget yourself for, you know, travel or 
show tickets or whatever it is you want to spend that money on. Um, you know, same idea. Some people get a tax return. So uh, they think, well, I got my tax return. I can go spend it. Well, maybe if you uh, get a tax return, you you take 20% of that tax return and put it in your fund account. Um, and, uh, you know, the rest goes back into your, your overall financial planning. Um, the other opportunity is, um, you know, kind of marrying these two groups. You've got the 62 or the 74-year-old who's got the 25-year-old child or grandchild. Um, one is struggling to spend spend money. The other one can spend it all. Um, you, know, in, you know, instead of giving them the money, so if the grandparent says, well, I can't spend it, I'm going to give it to my grandkids. And the grandkids say, great, I can't wait to spend this money. <laughs> Um, you know, maybe having that money from the grandparents say, well, I'm going to give it to them, but I'm going to give it to them in their Roth IRA. So I want to, you know, I want to give them, I want to get out of my name. I want to transfer it to my kids' names or my grandkids' names, but I want to make sure it's building a future for them. So I'm going to give them, uh, you know, their Christmas presents or holiday gifts and stuff like that, whatever you typically do. But, you know, if I have an extra $5,000 at the end of the year, I'm going to help them fund a Roth IRA or you know, help them save more for their future so that I, we know we're creating a legacy. So uh, that idea of a fun account, like I said, it goes both ways. For some people, um, it, it's, it's building habits of spending, not saving more. Uh, you've done a good job of spending or saving and earning money that you kind of reach that point where more savings is, it's not going to hurt you, but you don't need it. It's not going to, uh, you know, it's just going to mean you're going to have more money at the end of the road. Uh, you can afford to, to enjoy it a little bit more and building some habits to enjoy it. If you're on the earlier end of the spectrum, it's about creating, you know, discipline to not spend it all and say, hey, even if I got a $20,000 bonus for an unbelievable performance year, that doesn't mean I can spend all 20,000 on trips and, and things like that. I need to carve off some of that, uh, you know, for fun, but also realizing that money invested could make a huge impact in my long-term life. So um, if you do have a fun account, great, enjoy it this year. If you don't have a fun account, um, you know, maybe have this discussion with somebody that might hold you accountable to creating it. Um, you know, so that there's a little bit more uh, motivation and, and accountability to, to go and enjoy some of those dollars. And if you're sitting there and saying, God, this is I'm, everything you're talking to me is my parents. They're, I know they've got the money. They just won't go have fun. You know, maybe listen to this episode together um, and, um, you know, maybe make it a family discussion around how can we, you know, in, you know, make sure that you're enjoying yourself and, and spending the dollars so that, you know, you're, getting rewarded for all the hard work that you put in for the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So um, once again, thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Matt Schroeder. Great Points is hosted by Matt Schroeder. Great Point Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Great Point Wealth Advisors does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through Great Points. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. 